Hi there, welcome to the latest episode of Voice of Experience. My name is Tumur and I'm your host. Today I was joined by my friend Hergren. Uh, he is someone I know from the Turkey Male Mental Health Forum. Um, and it was great to have him on. Um, so Hergren has just self-published a book called Pinned and it's a photography book. It has all of the images that he's taken over the space of three trips uh, back to the region. And yeah, so we spoke about the Male Mental Health Forum, then we spoke about photography. Um, I tried my best to keep up because photography isn't necessarily my subject. Um, but it was good to be able to get his perspective as to why he is a community-driven photographer, uh, what he does, why he does it, and how we all interpret uh, photography, especially when it's to do with uh, diaspora or South Asian experiences and how we relate to that. So it was a really, really interesting dialogue for me, and I hope it will be for you, um, because yeah, I've never really spoken to Hurricane about his uh, photography. We know primarily each other from the Tel- uh, the Telaki Melman to Health Forums. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy. As always, open to feedback, email it in, feedback on social media, wherever, even send a letter if you want. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the latest episode of Voices of Experience. Uh, I'm joined by Hakaran, uh, and we'll be talking about uh, quite a few things actually. Uh, but it's a, it's a nice Friday um, late afternoon and we both finish work, so it'll just be a, a nice chat. But yeah, hey Hakaran. Hi Timo, nice to, I guess, get together and have a chat. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, get together pandemic style. Yeah, I think we're all quite used to this now, as it's been, I guess, five or so months working from home. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, we've now done two male mental health forum via Skype or Zoom. So <laughs> we're used to seeing each other, like, through a screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you used to come to the previous ones when we used to have them in, like, in physical form when we met each other, it felt quite natural anyway, and it was nice to have like a familiar face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, like moving it virtually, like I didn't feel as though there was a big difference. But yeah, we'll get on to that because, um, yeah, that's part of like the thing I want to discuss with you. But I think it'd be good to just start with introductions as, we, as I typically do. Perfect. Yeah, sure. So the floor is yours. Also, okay. Uh, me, I am a photographer. I would say I'm a community photographer because a lot of my work evolves around community mm. and I guess things that I am I am part of culturally in the broadest sense and who I am and my experiences and, and telling stories that are maybe not seen or heard and also challenging narratives through that. So I do that in quite a unique way. And I've recently just launched a book, uh, my self-published book, which is Shot in Punjab. Yep. And I guess the other thing we're going to be talking about, something that I've never, I don't actually talk about publicly, so you're probably the first person to uh, that I'm going to do this, is that I help out with Draki as well. Yep, yep. So you've got a world exclusive. <laughs> so yeah, that's something. <laughs> world exclusive, her comes out as a Turkey volunteer. 
<laughs> and I think it's nice to, I think as part of the community thing, whereas you have a platform and it's nice for me to support you and we've worked together, I guess you support us. So it's a nice way of, I guess, giving back and sharing and I guess building and supporting each other. So I thought I'd, I felt quite comfortable talking to you about the, the work that we've done so far. And I help out on the men, uh, men's forum as part of Draki in, in the London part of that. So yeah, that's how we met as well. So I guess that's just a little bit about what I do. Yeah, I think for anyone who doesn't like doesn't know our backgrounds or our history. So basically, I know I know Hakan from Teraki's Male Mental Health Forums, which are held every month. Um, and I've been going to them since I would say October or September. Um, so that's why I'm I'm relatively informal with Hakan because we've known each other for quite some time. And um, yeah, then which brings me on to the next point. So me and Hakan, Hakan actually Hakan is a facilitator at the Male Mental Health groups that I held and yeah him and Colbert are the other ones who facilitate the group and uh, yes I've been attending since September uh, and yeah that's so that's how we know each other and yeah I think it'd be I, th- I think it'd be good to talk about the the work that you do and what I participate in in terms of your work with Turkey yeah sure should we start from the beginning yeah go ahead wherever you want to pick up so I think my, uh, so Sharanji is the person who founded Draki and I just had a chance encounter with um, Sharanji, I guess. So, so somebody shared um, an initial, I guess, outreach flyer that I saw. So I, I'm always interested in trying new things and meeting new people. So I went along and that's where I met Sharanji. I think that was in 2000, end of 2018. Right. And I think we just clicked and in that moment in time, I had a lot of experience, I guess, putting things together and working with groups of people, particularly in art. And I kind of just, from people's stories and personal friends, that I realized that mental health was quite a big aspect of a lot of creative people's lives. So and and it helped me a lot to I guess understand each individual, especially when you're working in a collective. And I think that's maybe where I thought I could bring my skills in, and especially my organisational skills and ability to I guess speak with different people. So and I think from there, Sharanji explained what he wanted, mm. and I think I knew that I could, I could I guess put in the logistical work to get something running off the ground as like a grassroots movement and take it from there i guess those are my my type of skills and then people can maybe if it if it gets much bigger take over from there yeah and i think the one thing i really value about the way you look at the mental mental health forum or anything that's like community community orientated is the fact that you're able to pick up on things very quickly so you're able to see where the shift is going so I remember when we first spoke, you recognized that the male mental health group were less, there, was, there wasn't there was a need as much to shout about them or take pictures within the group because it was such a personal setting for everyone. Um, and I remember we had this dialogue and it was, yeah, it was really good to see how quickly you would catch on to things. Um, and yeah, I talk about like the male mental health groups in almost every podcast that I go to, or I go to, or every episode that I upload um, because they are like incredible spaces. Um, and yeah. 
So it's really good to talk to someone who has effectively been there from the get-go, um, having worked with Shurnjeet and then molded something with Colbert and like the participants as it's gone on? Yeah, I think from the start, it was, for me personally, a bit of a step into the unknown on how to, I guess, achieve the aims, which was to provide a space where men can come and talk and feel comfortable. That's always, I guess, the aim and the aim going forward. And I kind of realized where my strong points are and where my weaknesses are. And I think we've developed it into a really good space now with the help mm. of, I guess, could be like, I, it's, it's something that we build up with people like yourself who supports us, who, who I know comes every week. So it's just building that up with the feedback of the community. And it's, and that's what it's always about, the well-being of, of the people within our community. Yeah, I agree. It's one of the rare things I've seen that's community oriented. And I know someone could turn around to me and say, well, a lot of things are community oriented. But what I mean here is that it truly is inclusive of the community and that you take the feedback on that the community gives you and then you mold the space based on that. Um, yeah. And that's like something I'll, like, I'll always respect. Um, so yeah, it's like an I, am amazing space. I think what's, what's uh, quite important for me was it's, it's quite frustrating sometimes to find places where people are not judgmental. And I think because Sharanji is a is a non-judgmental person and mm. a very warm person, I think it set set the tone and made me feel a lot more comfortable and, and having trust to work with that person. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, like, you... I don't want to say you attract who you are because I think that... That's a misleading thing to say, but I, I get what yeah. you mean by someone like Shurnjit, where he gives off the kind of vibe where um, people, people similar to him would want to get involved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, and I, uh, yeah. And I think, as you're seeing that, as we're talking about like, like the male mental health forum, etc. And if there is someone who is listening who would want to do something similar to what Turkey is doing because Turkey is like like not I wouldn't say miles ahead but they're really like innovative it's like quite revolutionary the things that Turkey has achieved as a collective um, so say if I was like um, a young guy uh, in another country like maybe someone like America or wherever it could be um, what are like some of the tips you would give to someone who was wanting to start out their own male mental health forum I think for me, it's, I guess everyone wants to do everything really big, mm. but I always feel like, say, if you speak to your friend, if you like even two or three friends, that's just making a difference in a small way, which has a bigger impact. And I think it's okay to do that in a small way and things will organically blossom if they need to, or you'll see the results is because it's a long-term thing. Mm. And over, since we started in 2018, I would just say it's maybe a year or two years down the line now that we're seeing the results kind of flourish and we're able to provide, I guess, that space. So I would just say take it step by step and always stick to what your aim is and just um, build those relationships and, and take your time. There's no rush, I guess, because everything that you aim to do with this 
will help in, in every small way, I guess, going forward. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's sound advice because um, I remember like we spoke a while ago before the pandemic, like I was like, oh, I'd like to do something similar with EBE, but like I say, it, it, I, I don't think at the time, because I saw the Turkey model and I saw how many people were coming, I think it would have been unfair to me for me to think that in it, like off the bat, I would be able to get so many people to come along. Um, it really is about starting on a very, very, very small level um, so that you can grow things. Um, and I think with something as like mental health, where there is like a level of resistance, especially amongst men in terms of wanting to engage with it. Yeah, yeah, I think there definitely is. And I think it's quite a, a slow process and a, and a process of, I guess, building trust in the community and guys tend not to talk mm. too much so i think when they're in in a in a space with more people that they don't know they may open up and hopefully the word can spread oh yeah i went to this it was really helpful and i think that's what's happening now because people do invite their friends or come with with a friend which is nice to see yeah yeah i agree yeah, and like I always say, like this is an incredible thing that Turkey is doing, um, and I think it was really good to talk about that because, yeah, I think like you said, you don't really shout much about it in terms of your involvement. Um, so I thought it was really good to bring it, like, to the forefront, because you have, you have, and you are doing incredible things with Turkey, and me being someone who gets to benefit from that is important for me to guess highlight someone who is doing that in my life. Yeah, I think, yeah, for me, it's quite, a, it's a tough one because I just feel like I'm not, I personally don't think I'm doing too much. I'm just the person that's, I guess, enabling something to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see your viewpoint because as a participant who comes to male, the Male Mental Health Forum, for me, you take on a greater role in that. For me, like, a space is like especially when you're new to a space the space is defined by the people who are effectively like quote unquote in charge so it 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 does become like a very much like a top down thing so uh, so i think for me or in my eyes always you played a really you and colbert or any facilitator that facilitator that was there played a really important role in setting like the tone and how you engage with the space, but also how you engage with each other. Because I think with men, especially like outside, we have like very strict codes as to how you engage with other men. And what I found in the male mental health forum is that I tend to engage with men in a much more different way as I would if I was outside or if I was with like my my mates from school. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I agree with that as well because uh, I think firstly, there's people that look like you, mm. and as as I guess as the as a session goes on, people kind of can see oh this person has gone through this X Y Z, and even though people physically can look different to each other, they start to realize oh hold on, other people that don't look like me are from the same community are also going through the same things, and I think that's like a, a double experience that people have to either come and listen or share and then also to learn and i guess that changes their their outlook and gives them more confidence yeah yeah i completely agree um 
Yeah. And the sense sense of belonging as well, I think. Yeah, agreed. I think belonging, and I think the fact that we have a particular theme every month also means that that kind of belonging is more, it's like, it's kind of like brought to the brim because there's like shared experience in the room of that particular subject because we all come from relatively similar backgrounds. So all of us being South Asian means that we have uh, experienced things like racism or, and then it's not always to do with racism. We talk about like, we've talked about like relationships, friendships, etc. But there is like a common sense of like, everyone has experienced those things to a degree or not. Yeah, I think when you go there, you feel like, first of all, you do learn a lot. I'm just trying to think of what I was, I was about to say. I think there is that sharing of of, of a common experience. Mm. And also, it's, sometimes it's the first time people are allowed to just talk about whatever they came to talk about. So you do get that where everything comes out. And I've, and I've noticed that happens a lot. So you just have to let people, I guess, speak and maybe try and ask the right question when they do decide to share. Yeah, yeah, like outside of like my home when I speak to my partner, it's really rare that I'm really able to talk to people, let alone men, as openly as I do when I come to the male mental health forum. Like no one at work is going to ask me those kind of questions or like not even in the things that I enjoy doing like like not even at the gym someone's going to ask me something like that so the fact that it allows me a space where I can just openly and honestly talk about my experiences is like it's like invaluable for me yeah I think when people do share it gives uh, other people a green light Mm. to I guess feel confident or think okay I'm going to share as well and then I think the the action of speaking changes something within you as well Mm. and I'm sure that has some sort of impact on how you I guess if you keep if you come back or if you shared once that could have an impact on your wider life and you may share with your friend you may feel more confident to share with a friend or a family member because you've done it once within within that space. That's a very good point, actually, because I remember last year when I was going to like individual therapy at the time, my emotional vocabulary got um, became a lot more developed because I was going to my individual therapist and talking about like things I hadn't talked about and expressing my emotions that I don't necessarily I, I wasn't necessarily doing at the time in like, in like such a wide range. Um, so that allowed me to then come back to my like quote unquote normal life and then be able to have those those skills in terms of being able to set boundaries or be able to explain how I'm feeling and be able to have like a a level of self-awareness yeah I guess sometimes when you are by yourself talking to another person you don't really maybe you're not aware of like a wider context or, Mm. or what you you can share so I guess it gives you a broader picture I guess of your limits and helps you understand yourself a lot better as well yeah yeah exactly and I I think that's why like for me the the male mental forum is more valuable than individual therapy 
um, because it's the fact that there is like shared experience within the room. Also because it's like, it's free. Like individual therapy when I was going private was costing me like 60 pounds a session every week. Imagine how much money I racked up in like four months. Um, yeah. But the, yeah, <laughs> but as opposed to the male mental health forum where what I found in individual therapy was that I would talk and my therapist would listen Whereas within the male mental health forum, which is, which is, for me makes it so beautiful, is the fact that I would talk openly and honestly, and then that would encourage another person to then do the same back. So there's like a, it creates like really strong bonds, I feel. Yeah, I think I completely, I was just thinking that as you were saying what you were saying, and I feel like. I I feel a lot closer to everyone, mm. and I think others feel close to. I guess oh, I should help my brothers and my sisters, and and even people beyond our community. I think it makes you connect more to your obviously yourself and to others, and just think okay, people are going through things, and and like sharing, and just being that ear is is a, is quite powerful, and I think it should be free. Because it's called well-being, and well-being like has a sense of caring for, I guess, all of us together. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, it, it's it's very community oriented, which is then, I think, kind of ties into the work that you do with with your photography. So like, Hakan's photography isn't like. I, I don't know, it's, it's very unique in that you take, for me, well, this is like based on how I see it, you take pictures of the community, which is like, which is one like really beautiful, beautifully taken, but also really captures like our experiences or like South Asian experiences or like broadly speaking, people of color experiences. Yeah, so my... So my artist, my artist name is Hark. So H A R K, num- the number one, then Karan, K A R A N. If people want to look up the work, and for me, what happened was, I went to a local photography group here in where I live in Croydon, and I would always go to the documentary or street talks whenever there was, and there was a guy who documented the community in Notting Hill. Um, area, the West Indian community and I thought, oh, there must be some stuff that somebody's done from within our community about our experience and I couldn't find anything and I think from there I decided to I guess, slowly venture into telling a story that I guess I see and my experience that I don't see being shared obviously from, uh, from the outsider perspective and also from within we just don't share certain things maybe because they don't fit the mainstream or they'll make you money or get you notoriety and I think we want that we want that as a as I guess different communities within our own community we just want to see our experiences and give people other narratives because Mm. I think narratives are important to who we become yeah that's really interesting because I've never really asked you that question as to what inspired you you to take up photography, um, and I completely, like I completely get where you're coming from in terms of uh, wanting to create narratives for our people by people who look like I like us. So like yeah. rather than it being 
seen from a white lens is seen through our lens and then you're really able to capture like yeah like your pictures are really they really do capture like like brown joy brown curiosity um yeah there's just so many like emotions in there which is like really and it's hard for someone like me who is not a photographer to verbalize <laughs> yeah i guess i think what's important for me is to i guess there's so many different narratives and i feel like it's quite a responsibility to share so many different stories in one space because i feel like where it's possible our experience uh, to our parents experience is completely different so we're having a whole new we see complete something completely different and experience something different mm-hmm. and i think we should explore that and share that and also maybe set out what's possible because we it's possible to do anything and still hold values towards your culture and your faith and i think maybe over time people felt like they had to had to compromise that mm. whereas now that's changing and i think we can document that with the nuances that we see because some people will be able to tell that certain people are more i guess closer to their faith some people are not they're more identifying to as a punjabi rather than a sikh then there's just like a mixture there's there's just like a lot going on and i feel like i let the people tell their story mm. and try not to manipulate it and i use different styles of i guess photography to do that so like street documentary portraiture and fashion because i think it's all telling a story right it's quite interesting you mentioned how it's to do with the generation but also like and that's one of the questions i was going to ask like i was going to ask like photography in relation to the dasberg experience beyond that without uh, me even asking it the fact that what is it right to say that you think it allows ownership of the narrative for the diaspora when it's shot by the by people from the diaspora yeah i think we can tell maybe our own story from a slightly different perspective because when i look back and a lot of the the content that people like online or that is shared by platforms that are south asian or punjabi or so on a lot i always see what is the source what's the source of of this image and the source is never somebody from within which right. i find strange because obviously it's not like asians couldn't take pictures there were plenty of asian people but obviously it came down to privilege and being a high art who could afford a camera who was allowed access so now these things have changed mm. you know, we can tell our story and bypass a lot of these i guess established um organizations or movements or whatever so we can now tell something that maybe people thought they were experiencing and mm. is normal it's normal to have a jula it's normal to to have make like punjabi food at home like you're doing like you're sharing like you're doing a thing on cooking and it would be nice to see punjabi men cook because they do cook and they have been mm. but it's not something that you see so if if you can get an insight into people's lives and younger people can see this for them it's not is normalized So these are, i guess are ways that photography can influence us going forward because everyone looks back to images now and that i guess gives them an idea of where they can go and also maybe limits them so i think with 
with the photography that we can shoot, we can open up and challenge those boundaries and create new possibilities. Yeah, that's amazing. So you're normalizing opportunity by documenting what is currently being done, but not being covered by mainstream photographers or publications. Yeah, because I guess from the outside, people just want the exotic image. Like if whenever there's a, like a diversity thing, if you just get a brown man with a turban or a woman with a hijab, that kind of it ticks that box for people. But there's nothing, there's no a substance in that. And it's not fair on those people to use them like that. That's what that's just my take on it. No, that's it, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying the conversation because I've never asked you these questions. I just I was like, oh, cool. Like, how can shot like shoot some really cool stuff? And it's very like, it, and I think it goes back to the point where I said you catch it captures our experiences and the wide range of experiences that we have like so well. Um, so it's really good to hear as to what inspires you and the thought process behind it. And like you said, storytelling for you is quite important. So I was going to ask you, like, what's one of the, like, what is one story for you when you were shooting it that stood out for you? I think, so I think there's still, like, so much to explore. I would probably say I'm still at the start. And something maybe that I've enjoyed surprisingly so something that I learned before I used to paint and I done like a series called uh, Being British and everyone in the images was was a, was of a diff, was non-white and their faces were left white and it was about um, I guess being British when people are saying to themselves they're not British and then they're hearing from people within Britain they're not British but I'm trying to challenge that and get beyond that because that's how we can, I guess, progress and move forward and leave some of these things behind. And when I done those paintings, I noticed that the people that I intended to see, that I wanted to, I guess, engage with the paintings were coming up and asking about it. And right. that's where I learned, if you if you put in the work or put in certain nuance, certain symbols and imagery and something within your work, it will attract those people to it. They might not know why, but I think that that's something that can do that. And I feel like me working with people, I guess, young people from Instagram and using fashion, mm. it, it can give a lot of the younger people confidence to be like, oh, look, brown people can, we can do this. Oh, I can have a turban and I can still have a girlfriend or the other way around. Like women, it can, women can express themselves. Men can express themselves. It can go across genders, sexuality. So it's, it's just about putting that together and I, th I think it's people are I guess the people that need to see it are really engaging it and feeling something from it I think that's been quite powerful for me yeah I completely agree like yeah like I was saying the fact that you really capture emotion and just experience and not just like one like one set of experience it's like it's so wide like wide ranged and I've, I really what I really like is the fact that you choose different backgrounds or backdrops to be able to capture that capture that um, those experiences really well um, so that's something I've always appreciated um, but like your photography has very much is very much rooted in community and community is very much linked to identity uh, which I think then takes me to the next point like 
how you use photography to discuss like one identity but also like a sense of a bond um which will then take me on to the book that you've released but yeah like in terms of the, your identity one in the uk but also your identity like quote unquote back home yeah so i think for me and maybe what i've realized like especially with a lot of other friends that i have that are punjabi there's a lot of there's a difference between i guess people people's parents that came from punjab we have a slightly different experience from people that maybe two three generations already down the line mm. because at home we maybe are still eating like indian food most days or most meals we have like music on in the house or this punjabi is spoken in the house we go to the gurdwara so there's more things happening that are just normal but then you're also doing other things like obviously you go to school you play football so you're just doing a bit of both and i guess that wasn't really captured i forgot what the question was actually <laughs> no no worries um i think i made the question more long-winded than it, than it needed to be i was just just going to say how how you use your f- photography to explore like roots quote unquote back home because then they will lead me on to your book okay yeah so i think a good example of this is sometimes i do a charity bike ride all right and, and it starts in smedic gurdwara and we go to luton on the first day about 90 miles and then we go to south hall on the second day What? it's called a saka bike ride and i've been cycling i cycle a lot and i just never see any like up near cycling Mm. And then when I done that ride I was like oh my god look people are here from all across England like the the people from Birmingham are really brummy and you've got like the east london punjabis and then you've got the west london Punjab. like everyone's unique but they still have their their faith and their identity and their culture and they're still doing like something that you don't see they're riding a bike mm. and it's like it's a very british way like it's just meshing so many cultures and a lot of people just don't see that and i hadn't seen it even though i was partaking in something mm. and it was really fun and it's something that i do not because it's a challenge it's just something fun to be around everyone and you can just sense like the spirit of everyone and it's just completely different to and i guess other bike rides and i think i feel like documenting things like that is quite powerful yeah 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 I, I get what you mean because um, I did the London to Brighton last September and typically when I cycle in London at the time I was cycling to work and back um, and I would cycle from here to like you know London Bridge so I'd go through Dulwich and stuff so I never really saw like other other South Asians on bikes and then when I did London to Brighton I saw like a few uncles and aunties there and I was like it, it just it's nice to feel a sense of commonality but also like a sense of community yeah yeah i th- i think i think another like example i can give you is say even from within sometimes there's younger people that maybe want to take up i guess sikki but they might feel that people are thinking they think they're extreme or something so this is these are conversations that i've had as well so i think it's okay to challenge from within as well and tell right. stories that people may not see of someone they might consider to be really religious 
And then the same can be of the opposite. So sometimes you meet people, it's like what they show about themselves. You wouldn't think they can speak or read and write Punjabi or know about their faith when in fact they do. So there's so many, I guess, hidden things that mm. can be explored and challenged. But I think the most important point is putting these stories in the same place is what we don't see. And when you bring them together, that challenges the whole community from within. And, and it's okay to leave, I guess, the outside people that are outside of that, out of that conversation, because we're not really, with photography, it's not about pleasing everyone, because everyone can take something from it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it really makes sense, because now that you explain why you take photography of like South Asian folks, um, or just generally people of color, it makes a lot of sense because then what from like what I gather is you, what you're saying is like you're able to like really bring like bring to the surface the multiple identities that we have which is very important for us to have one to celebrate but also to challenge like attitudes within and the outside so when you're able to like make light of the multiple identity identities we have that, that means you can't really you know you know box people of color or South Asians into a box which is typically typically what happens a lot yeah and I think that is shared with uh, other people that have different cultures or different races sometimes they don't feel like they're they may be brown enough or black mm. enough or whatever and then they feel like they just have to pick we're in in, in reality we don't need to pick mm. we are like something new and I think it's okay to be proud of of doing whatever you feel comfortable with but then also, I think you have, there should be some, um, I guess, sense of respect towards what you believe. That's just my opinion, I think, sometimes, because people can get carried away. So I think it's that in, in that, that's where we kind of need to educate each other as well on what it is, what are Punjabi things, what are Sikh things. Then obviously, as wider Punjabis, we also consider, like when I say Punjabi, I also see people on the other side as Punjabi as well, like the Pakistan side. There's, we're, we're the same people. Mm. And so there's like so many similarities. And, and it's just about, I guess, understanding. And I think that's where education comes into it. But I guess the photography can be a, a point of, I guess, tr a trigger point or a turning point for maybe people to ask certain questions yeah uh, yeah I agree I think it can be a trigger point um, but also I feel like it's a it's a way in which you're able to introduce a concept or an idea to someone without them having to overly engage with it because there might be a like, level of resistance there so say if you give them like a 200 page book and that they, because of the like the labor that's involved in, in terms of reading a 200 page book, there will be, if there's already resistance, people will kind of not engage with that book. But if they saw your pictures, then, you know, you really are challenging what they believe. So that once they see like an image uh, of like a South Asian person doing something that they never thought South Asian people could do, then it kind of like, you know, it, it, that kind of sticks in your memory in a way and it kind of starts the dialogue. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. 
and and even within that i'm also aware of of like the different sensitivities between like religion and culture mm. and just knowing okay what does this mean and then i if i'm not sure i can ask one or two people or oh, would how would this be interpreted so so you have to be mindful whereas i think some of that is is getting a bit lost because i think sometimes it's too easy to identify right with culture and religion without i guess understanding but it makes sense in the way our i guess environment and and context and the way things are taught to people especially young people it makes sense why people do that so um and i know that it's just a pro- a journey that people are going through right yeah yeah so it's interesting you say that you do get people to say if you're unsur- unsure as to what a shot uh, or an image could be interpreted interpreted as you actually ask people their opinion on it yeah i think it's only when it's it's something that um if i just have like a if i'm not 100% sure so we d- i've done like a series recently called girls day out and we went to the gurdwara to take pictures by the pictures way. in a in a way that it was just showing their experience within there and not other things that could in- make that could bring other meaning to it so it's just about mm. them and not like bringing in other things into the images that could give it different meaning i guess yeah 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 and and i and then from within within that the, the the younger people that were looking at it or with our community they would know what what's happening without me being overtly oh look where they are look what's happening yeah and that's where i really like your photography because like you say when you engage with things that are bigger than us like religion and culture you do it in a way that's very respectful yeah, and it is tough. Tough in the sense that, um, yeah, explore that. So I'm just trying to think how can I... Because I, I think I'm maybe sometimes too... Because I'm working with so many different people, I'm really aware of how maybe how they interact with each other and, and the wider context. Right. So I'm just trying to think if I can give a good example of something. Yeah, no, no stress because I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. But we can come back to that once you've uh, thought about it. Um, yeah. I guess I guess the book is a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, the book is about the the Punjabi experience, but I am able to capture other things that are going on in in the images that relate to different people but it, it's encapsulated in a human story yeah actually before we explore the book do you want to give a little introduction to the book to the people listening and then we can really go into the book itself yeah so I've uh, just self-published and self-funded a photo book of life in the Bind, so in the village in rural Punjab. And maybe the reason why I done that was because I've been lucky enough to go since I was a kid, since I was one years old, and this had quite a big impact 
on me because I get to see, I guess I can make the connection between our culture and where we come from. And it's quite normal for me. And I realized growing up, maybe some people are not having that experience. Mm. So that experience is not necessarily shown even in, in our movies. It's usually the romantic side that's shown. And we haven't captured it from within for mm. ourselves. Um, yeah, and I couldn't find anything because I wanted to see pictures of the bind and just just have them. So I think for that reason, I thought there was a need for it. And across generations as well, I guess, as I've learned, it's been quite an intergenerational experience for people. So yeah, and that's the reason why I went to, to capture the images over three trips in 2017 and 18. Right. That's cool. Um, I really would recommend, like, I remember when you got the first ever copy, you showed it to us at the, after the Male Mental Health Forum. There's yeah. Like, there's, like, beautiful imagery in there. It's, like, it's really vibrant. Um, and, uh, like, the cover itself, for me, um, the cover itself, like, captures so much without actively, you know, actively bringing it to the forefront. Yeah, I think it's something that's obviously what I said before about having like a guy in a turban is quite symbolic. I guess it's, it's symbolic for us as well. And I didn't think too much about picking that image. It's just something that stood out. And I thought, oh, this has to go on the cover. So, and I think it, it's, some, it, it's basically this person looking at us and asking us questions rather than the other way around. Wow, yeah. Because, yeah, the cover or the figure in the cover, I'm just going to call him Uncle G. Uncle G yeah. has like very searing eyes, but they're not eyes that are judging you or expecting anything. But it's it's more, he has very curious eyes in that shot. I think, I think how you've described it is exactly what happened in that moment. So I'd captured Baba G before on my other trips. And usually he's like playing cards, but he's, it was really hot that day. Right. And I think he, he was, he was familiar with who I was and what I was doing. And we didn't really communicate that much verbally, but he, he gave me like eye contact to let me take the picture. And I think he felt really comfortable. And I think what you described and what we see, I guess that's what he's, he's projecting onto us as in oh look I know that this picture is being taken and who's going to see it and this is the feeling that he's putting out towards us I guess that's the energy that was created between me and him that he's putting out in the image yeah in, in a weird way and in a way for me like because he's allowed to, allowed you to do that because you know when you, like for me sleeping is one of the most like intimate things you can do right so if you're in bed and you allow someone to take a picture of you while you're sleeping or as you awake you kind of let like you let them in, in as a form of trust so that's why for me it's a very good book cover because it almost in a way yeah the, there's something really like wholesome about it because you see uncle g just resting but also the fact that it starts the book on a tone of trust trust as you enter the stories of these people yeah yeah, I think there's there's a lot of trust that was built over the three trips. 
and I guess a sense of responsibility. Like if you yeah. in that in the book, there's an image of of the whole room, so you can see what I I guess what I entered into before I took that image and why I would why I got closer to take that image as well. And I think in the book you can see I get very close to people, and I guess that's because of trust and the relationship that was built over time. Right. Yeah. So, like you know, like whenever. Because I've never been in your role. I've never been given the responsibility of telling someone else's story. Like, what were some of the questions that were going through in your head when you were compiling all this and then knowing that you will be the storyteller, but for someone else, is life? I I just the number one thing for me was, or two things. I just didn't want to come back and tell some sort of fantasy or romanticized story of what life is like there. Mm. Like I, that I would just I would have just felt like I'd failed mm. and also just wanted to tell a really true like just as an it sounds silly but just like a mundane everyday story and within that is is the story of what what life is like in the bind because I know that obviously drugs is a big issue alcohol and like there's a lot of other things but then that I feel like those would be projects in themselves Mm. And as a whole, I feel like the book's very happy, and that's not something that I, I well, I didn't know what to expect. But as I put the images together, I was like, "Wow, this is a really happy story," which kind of gives the people within a voice and a chance for them to show what their life is like. And it's not just. And I guess we, they, you get to see what life is really like of the people that make up the majority of, of rural life. So these people aren't necessarily landlords. Mm. They're the children of like the everyday, like the working class Punjabis, which is, which is the majority. And you get to see what their lives are like and how connected they are to their surrounding the earth. And I guess there's, there's a lot of other layers that I guess people can take based on what their connection and experience is to Bind. Right, yeah. So, and that I was going to ask a question that you might not have the answer to, but would you say in, in order for you to engage with the book, would, is, would you have to have been there to see what life is like or, or is it something that you really wanted? Yeah, and like is it something, is it a place where you need to visit to understand the stories coming out or is it a thing where it's like a shared experience so there is like a sense of commonality with the like the subject yeah i i would say that there is so this is a, it's a human story so mm. even if you're you are so far removed from the culture that you can still see there's like family there's children there's going to school there's eating so mm. all of these human things are in there which people can connect to and obviously now having released it I've also underst- understood that it's very emotional for people that live there and that have left so right. if you've never been it does actually take you there so I think the question that you asked it's pretty, it does cover all of those aspects and yeah. I really wanted to do that and I think from the feedback I, I guess now I can say that it does do all of those things. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's where I have a question for you in that. Do you think this book came for you at the right age? And what I mean by that is as I'm like, so I'm going to be like 30 next year. And for me, the sense of like a sense of belonging, a sense of community and a sense of heritage has become as like has come to has become like top of mind for me as I've gotten older. So do you think the book came to you at a time where these things felt very important to you? I think I think I think that's true. I think you get into this stage like maybe when you're around 30 or things that you do in your day-to-day life that are maybe informed by your culture here and your culture from your your ancestors. So I think I wanted to to capture that for future generations and for our generate and for the people in Punjab. So because I've I've learned those things by going there. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to capture it, especially because now things change a lot faster with technology mm. because things won't stay the same. So, yeah, and I noticed that as we're progressing as a like South Asian or different types of Asian communities here, we're maybe going further and further from where we're from. And maybe some people would want to see where they're from. And I think I just wanted to have that I guess document there for people to see visually rather than in like written form yeah it's like for me like having spoken to you for the last hour it feels like a beautiful marriage between a place that will soon change and is changing and on the other side you have a generation our generation which is completely unique and all generations are unique uh, being realistic so it's like the, it's like a complete like a beautiful marriage or bond between a place at at a time, or in it's like a space of time, and a generation that's unique and will probably not come again. There will be generations after us, but they'll be different. So it it really captures what pinned is now for you, for the people there, um, which is amazing. Yeah, I think it's, it's, as you said, it's, it's now up to us. It's we decide as individuals and as a group of people what we decide to continue and become. Yeah, and I think that's a very good to turn to end the podcast because, we, yeah, we have an hour slot and we're six minutes uh, coming up to 6 p.m. Um, is there anything you want to say before we finish off? I think I think maybe just touching on I guess what we initially started with with the mental health. Sure. I think something like this has is quite the book has been quite beneficial to towards people's mental health across I think across generations. Mm. So maybe taking people back that have not uh, been able to go back. Um, there's some people I actually had some messages of people that are maybe close to passing away, and the, this book has been ordered for them. I guess to see home for the last time so there's there's things like that and I think for people's mental well-being it has benefited them I guess if I can bring that into into the context of the podcast yeah and it's really interesting because when my granddad passed away the last wish was that he wanted to go to Synth which is where we our family originally comes from Um, so I think that sense of belonging 
before someone passes and being able to give them the opportunity to engage with that is like that's beyond meaningful yeah it's quite powerful yeah I think powerful is a, a much suited word um but yeah that was a really really incredible podcast um and thank you for coming on on the Friday evening um if you want to do a shout out for all your socials and stuff I'll tag you um and then yeah we can just close off brilliant um thank you for having me on it's a pleasure it's gone really quick it has but yeah, yeah it- if anybody does want to get the book or any social media, it's H-A-R-K, the number one, and K-A-R-A-N, and you'll find me if you just Google that. Great, yeah, I'll be sure to tag you. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Um, yeah, it was, it was really lovely to talk to you, talk about male mental health, uh, photography and the role it plays. Yeah, it was just a really nice conversation. Um, and yeah. Again, thanks so much. Thank you, Timur, and we'll speak soon. Take care. Bye.